You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous, the podcast about Broadway flops, scandals, and new work. I'm your host, Ebony Vines. And I'm your host, Pamela Shandro. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Thank you. <laughs> and back to theater. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're episode two, two of, of season, season two, two of the show Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Need a little sparkle effect there. <laughs> I yeah, I can throw that in. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> That's fun. Okay, so. We made, I made him, you didn't make a mistake last week. I did. And I only watched one episode when we were supposed to watch two. So today I had to watch three episodes in a row. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because it's also, it's getting harder to write notes for this show because the, it, the, it just constantly changes like from one scene to the next, to the next, to the yeah. next. And then you're like, ah. so I found myself having to pause and write things down and then unpause. And I was like, I can't enjoy a show like this. <sighs> we'll have to see we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes <laughs> i should have rewatched two though i didn't so that's we'll, okay we'll see how i just goes. watched it today so okay and and episode <laughs> two is called the fallout okay i was gonna call i was gonna name it damage control that sounds good too but the fallout <laughs> works um this was all about so it all kind of centered around going to this american theater wing gala mm-hmm that was held and promoted by Miriam Abramson, who does make an appearance in this episode. And Mm. she's delightful. (laughs) I'm being a little sarcastic, but it was also really fun to watch that little scene between she and Eileen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But as you'll recall from the last episode, the, so Nick has disappeared because the money that he was giving to bombshell has now been, been shown uh, as questionable to yes. the government. So the government has shut down and sealed assets. Yes. And so Eileen is, ha- she can't pay her people. And yeah. there's this huge, and fallout is the perfect uh, title because there's this huge fallout from all of this, not just in terms of the money, but also in terms of like her reputation yeah. in theater and as a producer, which kind of is everything. If you're yes. a producer, if yes, you lose is. credit and credibility, you're done. Yeah. You don't really get a second chance. Yep. It's very difficult. We also, yeah. Oh, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say, you know why? It yeah. feels a little bit like um remember society, right? Back in the day, you would have a oh yes, you, you know, like you yeah. if you did X, Y, or Z, mm-hmm. then you were ousted from society. Oh yeah. That's what that feels like. Well, there's there were all of these kind of in you're thinking like um, Pride and Prejudice kind of era, Edwardian era where, yeah, yeah, there's all of these different unwritten rules that are stupid yes, (laughs) yes, and and subjective. Mm -hmm. And, but, and as, and as long as you follow these unwritten rules that nobody knows about, unless you have been raised in privilege, Mm -hmm. then you aren't, then you aren't. That's right. That's basically what it is. Full stop. Yeah, it's so, yeah, you are absolutely correct in that. But I also do, I mean, theater, because of how theater began, it didn't, you know, start with these very rich people wanting to do shows for other rich people. It started Mm -hmm. as a way for illiterate people to tell their own stories and for, you know, for just the for the the misfits of society to come together and create their own art yep. uh, and and so many you know so many different reasons but like they were all the lowest common denominator and yep. then it started trending and then you know that's when I know right wrong terminology but it, it is the right it, terminology it is not it wouldn't have been contemporary then but like right. it started trending and then the rich people of society thought "Ooh, I'm gonna be bad I'm gonna I'm gonna rebel a little and go see a show and then it became even more popular and they were like well I don't want to slum it anymore let's bring it to somewhere where I don't mind you know walking down to the theater and mm-hmm. and and being on display and then it was like this huge thing and I guess my idea for telling you that story is that, you know, now, because we do have that kind of theater backbone, that misfit yeah. backbone, that, that uh, quote unquote, undesirable backbone, mm-hmm. there is a kind of permission, I think, that a producer in Eileen's position has to fight back a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what she does. And we'll talk about that later, because that was a her. brilliant move. And I, yeah. I do, too. She's so good. Yeah. Um, and I love her in this series. She's just so, so well, well performed. I love Angelica Houston. She's yeah. so good in this, but it's so well written too. Yeah. Her part, her part yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that we see in this episode though, is actually Jeremy Jordan. Yes. And I, after watching these three episodes, I still don't really get him. <laughs> like you, he's a dick is he's what you mean. He's a total dick. He's oh a yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, because he like, the first thing he says is, um, we don't need anyone's help. We're going to get there on our own. And I was like, um, yeah, you do. Because yeah. nobody can get anywhere on their own in theater. Yeah. You have to have someone that has already made it back you so that you can make it. Like, that's yeah. how it works. And unfortunately, I mean, now it might change because we're all like self-producing ourselves, yeah. you know, through digital media. But like that is how it works actually yes and also like why is he so upset that she's trying to help them I know I know I don't get it I mean I we don't know his backstory yet we'll find out more in the next few episodes Mm -hmm. but oh he's just irritating to me and if I were Mm -hmm. Karen to be like fine keep your music to yourself and I don't care and she basically does but then his friend his writing partner Kyle is like no please please." well he's (laughs) the best he the most the best. sweet I totally and so love him i th- i honestly think like 
I mean, you know, Karen, obviously you can tell she, she, she has a thing for Jeremy's character, but also like <laughs> Andy is such a little nugget yeah. that you're like, Oh, but like, you really want to help him yeah. because he really wants this. It, it's true. And like, and, and it, not even in a desperate way, but like, a, I love this product yeah. so much. And I believe in us so much yeah. that I'm going to go behind my writing partners back and I'm going to give you this music and just yeah. listen to it. Like have someone play it for you. And then here's my address. We're throwing a party. And if you like it, you can come. Maybe yeah. more. Like that was what he said. And it was so great. Meanwhile, <laughs> more of the fallout comes out because we um, had the article from Rebecca Duval that Derek sexually harassed her. Right. Well, now five more dancers yes. from various shows that Derek has directed have and choreographed have come forward saying mm-hmm. that he sexually harassed them. Yep. What does he do to combat this news? He goes and confronts one of the dancers yeah, yeah. and says, you asked for it. This was not sexual harassment. You wanted me. And she Ugh. came back. This is what I love, though. Yeah. Her response was right Her on. Her response was amazing. Well, because first of all, she was like, um, I, after four callbacks of you constantly flirting with me, then I said no to you and you and suddenly I didn't get cast. Yeah. And he's like, oh, please, you know, we were adults. You would blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And then she said to him, let me find it. She said the position of power, you have the position of power from the moment you wake up every single day. Yeah. And there's more to that. It's and I didn't get a chance to write it all down because it was moving so fast. But then she was like, do you really think they said yes, because they like you? Yeah. And that really made him think. And it, it was so good that it was well delivered. Yeah. And yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't even like it wasn't bitter. This is what I like. Um, Cause I do, I do see mm-hmm. that the female characters in the show, even with their flaws are not the archetypal. Right. Wah, wah females. Right. 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 I'm loving, yes. I'm loving because yes. you know, yeah, they're still making stupid mistakes, but like, they're not doing it in the stereotypical girly way that we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. So like her coming back, it wasn't bitter. It wasn't coming up from a place of like, you should have cast me in my fair lady. Maybe then I wouldn't be doing this. It was like, right. no, seriously, what you don't understand is that we have to treat you with some level of flirtatious desire and respect because of who you are. Right. But you don't have to treat us the same way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there's just another dancer right behind me in line. Right. Right. Ugh. It's good. Yeah. It was good. a great comeback. Yeah. It was really good. Mm-hmm. And then we see her a little bit later in a dance number. <laughs> so good. Yeah. All yeah. That was a good of, one. Oh, it was. It, well, all of this kind of leads in so we can even talk about that now. Okay. We, um, so Eileen, Uh, says initially that Karen is going to be singing at this uh, American Theater Wing Gala. Yes. Now she has heard back from Miriam Abramson's secretary that she's no longer invited. She she can't come at all. Mm -hmm. So then she finds Jerry and is like, Jerry, you're going to give me your table to the American Theater Wing tonight. And he's like, ooh, a date. And she's like, you're not coming. It's my, it's me and my team. Those are the people that are coming because you owe me. And so he's like, whatever you know, he has to. So she goes, 
or she's going to go. But then she's like, hey, Derek, told you to behave yourself. And you totally confronted someone that's bringing a sexual harassment uh, against you. So now you're uninvited. That's right. (laughs) That's right. She's always love it. Uh, So it's just going to be her, Eileen, or Eileen, Tom, and Julia coming to this thing. No more Derek. But that leads into another segment. So like basically Derek is getting drunk at the bar when he gets this phone phone call from Eileen saying that yeah. he's not invited. And he like looks over and is like, I can prove that they like me by trying to hit on some other random lady whose boyfriend then interests yes. him. Um, she's with me. And he's like, <laughs> the lady can speak for herself, which then he's like punched and lands on the floor. I was like, and thank he- God somebody <laughs> hit him. Right. Now Praise I wish, be. I wish that it had been the woman that punched him. Yes. And then like, um, excuse me, sir, get out of my way. You know, that kind of stuff. But then he like wakes up in this drunken haze surrounded by pink high heeled wearing femmes. They're, I mean, they are glamazons, right? They're yeah. like, like that, um, simply irresistible. Uh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it's based on. Right. Yeah. So, Licked back hair. They're wearing like black mini skirts and their pink pumps, and they are singing "Would I Lie to You?" Yes, to, which and it's just brilliant. It's oh, great song. That is such, such a great song. But obviously, Ivy and Karen are front row and center for that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I do want to say one thing about the boyfriend hitting him instead oh, yeah. of the the girlfriend. Yeah. It is sort of like a callback to the thing we were frustrated about when we were talking last episode about like men and their man meetings, having conversations yeah. with other men who aren't <laughs> getting their crap together. Yeah. And so I was like, I feel fine about him doing the hitting because he's oh, like, totally. dude. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm okay with either one, but like, I almost kind of, that would have been like poetic justice. Right. Right. Her and it, the one to be like, Hey, um, kind of would have led in well to the song. Yes, too. But also yeah. she could have said something like, don't talk to my boyfriend that way. Punch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that yeah. would have been brilliant, but listen, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. (laughs) As long as he gets hit, that's really what most. Absolutely. Well, yeah, he's fine. Like as much as we hated him in the first season, he's now finally kind of seeing the damage that he has or starting to see the damage that he has cost other people only because like work's being taken away from him. Yes. But sometimes that's what has to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, and this is where the privilege piece does come into play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's nothing but privilege. He grew up rich. He grew up um, privileged because his father was also in the business. So he didn't really even have to kind of work for it. He already had the name, Mm -hmm. you know, he's white male British. So everyone loves him automatically in America. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, he's never and and he's also very talented yeah yeah so he you know it seemingly doesn't really have to work for anyone has never been challenged on any front and now all of a sudden he's and and I love the way he's reacting to it because it's truthful because I think he's like wait a minute Uh, how come now they're all of a sudden telling me this and it's like well duh you know what was I supposed to do like risk you know, working in this, in this business ever again, by telling you what you should have heard, you know, countless times before. Oh, that's the hard part about this business. You can't, you can't really be honest, (laughs) even in something as, as uh, high risk as like that 
you know, potential. Anyway, I, I was, um, I was in a meeting and we were talking about that in terms of, you know, who's come out to speak out in the theater community against the racism that's, that's happened on Broadway. And, um, like, you know, just how to support people who are facing backlash. Mm-hmm. Backlash isn't even a good word. It's it's retaliation for yeah. speaking the truth. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's. Because it's going to come at them from the guise of, oh, I can't trust you. Right. If all, you know, if you're willing to just go for, you know, front, you know, in front of cameras and talk about, you know, all of this stuff, you know, behind the scenes without giving us a chance to make things better. And like, that's, that's where, the, and that's gaslighting. It's total gaslighting. Well, right. but like, that's where it's going to, that's where it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how they're going to fight back. They're going to say, well, all you needed to do was talk to us. We could have fixed it. We could have helped you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a load of crap. Yeah. Because the second anyone brought it up, I'm sure that they were like summarily dismissed and another right. person of color was brought in. Right. Because you're difficult. You're, and exactly. And there are there is a line of people behind you. Yes. And that's fill in the blank of any margin. Mm-hmm. That could be people of color, women, fat people, and men, really. I mean, you could yep. do it in, and on any on any front. Yep. Yep. Oh, you're going to oh, you're going to be one of those. You know what? you're not worth the trouble. We'll just get mm-hmm. someone a little less talented. <laughs> and even that's not true because everyone in this business is so flipping talented. We could all be interchangeable. Oh, <laughs> anyway. So let's talk about Tom. Okay. <laughs> oh, Tom. I know. I, I love Tom, but uh, yeah. I just wish that he would just be honest. I just know his that- backbone is. I just wish that he would open his mouth. So yeah. Julia's completely depressed at this point. She's yeah. basically spending all of her time under the covers in bed. <clears throat> Eileen asks Tom to make sure that she and Julia are there at the ATW promptly at eight in their cocktail attire. And they are to be on their best behavior. And Tom sees Julia in this state. And Julia says to him, I'm talking to my friend, Tom, not my partner, Tom. And I'm asking my friend, Tom, to see that I need more time and that I cannot go tonight. And that pulls on his heartstrings, Mm -hmm. rightfully so. And he says, okay, I'll cover for you. You're not feeling well. But then he finds himself in a conversation with Harvey Firestein. (laughs) That goes basically, I heard you and Julia were on the quits. Oh no, what's going to happen? And Tom is like, no, 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 no. I mean, her marriage might've broken up, but she and I are strong. We are still part. Oh, I, you know, it's not going to happen. What are you going to do about it? And Tom's like, no, no, no. In fact, we're going to be at the gala tonight, both of us. And we're going to be presenting at this gala, right? It's just like, what, what? How did this even come out of why? But like you could, you know, fine, get her there. Right. Even say, hey, listen, Harvey Firestein thinks that we're, you know, that we're not together anymore and we need to prove them wrong. We need to have a united front. Please put on a cocktail dress, take a shirt. Well, take a shower, put on a cocktail dress (laughs) and please be there at eight o'clock with me and I will be there to support you. Right. But no, he doesn't do that. He makes this huge lie up. And then Harvey tells Cheyenne who tells 
Matt who tells, you know, whoever, and it gets back to Julia. And Julia is like- That, that string, I the string I was great up until, <laughs> like there was one piece of it where I was like, okay, this part doesn't quite make sense. There was like, it was like the beginning and the end, but then the middle. Yeah. It was like, hmm. It's like, we don't know if that conversation would have happened. It could have just like over been overheard in the in the right. rehearsal room, something. Right, like right, that. right. Mm -hmm. But you know how it's, it's such a small community. Like yes. that kind of stuff is overheard all the time, which is why I'm always like, after a Broadway show, do not say a word until we get in the apartment and have locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> you do not know who is standing around us on the subway platform. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, one, I mean, mind you, this is a great show, but, um, after the first time I saw, uh, Hamilton, I was on my way home. And by the time I was on my way home, like the car was filled with the cast and yeah. like half the cast <laughs> lives in Astoria. Yep. So I was like home and like, they were all getting off. I mean, it's Hamilton. So who's going to say it's bad. Like it was amazing, <laughs> but still it was just yeah. like, this is why you can't do this. Totally. And you don't, you don't recognize those people out of costume and makeup sometimes. And yeah, then you don't know yeah. if like, it could be the stage manager. It could be like a stage hand from, yeah. you know, it could be the dresser, you know, yeah. anybody could be in, in hearing view, in hearing distance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Earshot. Earshot. Whatever. <laughs> this is why I keep you around. <laughs> Uh, but so he makes it home and sees that she's up and ready to go. And she's like, oh, I didn't realize we were going to be presenting. I mean, like, that's a whole new can of beans. Of course, I'm going to be there. Of course, I'm going to like, of course, you know, and he's like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. But I hate it, too, because like, even in that moment, he could have been like, Julia, yeah, I said it. But that's not like it's not true. And I'm so yeah. sorry. But please keep this momentum going. You look yeah. gorgeous. We can, we can do this together, but he doesn't. Ugh. anyway. <laughs> oh, but okay. So now we do actually cut to the American theater gala. Okay. Theater wing gala. After the, I think the scene goes into the next, I might've written it down wrong. It doesn't did, matter. Did we talk about, well, hmm. we didn't get to I feel like we missed something. We're not Keep at the going. party yet. We haven't gotten to the party yet. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's next. Okay. <laughs> so they're at the American Theater Wing Gala. Uh, Julia gets there first and she goes right to Miriam Abramson yeah. and goes, oh, Miriam, thank you so much for, you know, letting, hot mess. letting us present. It wasn't present. even hot. It was just a mess. She goes, when in the program order, <laughs> I know it was really mess. Uh, when in the program order, are we, are we going to be presenting? And she goes, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. And she goes, oh, well, Tom said that we're going to be, now this is also in front of Harvey Firestein, right? Yeah, Which is hilarious yeah. to me. Who's just kind of looking on like, oh, oh, I'm feeling very uncomfortable yes yes <laughs> and Miriam is like well it he didn't hear it from me and I certainly wouldn't have asked you something like really mm -hmm, just mean mm -hmm. like that and Tom finally gets there and like grabs her by the arm and like goes away and they're talking very politely from the outside but what they're saying to each other is very like cutthroat like to yes. each other how dare you yeah and rightfully so she said oh she goes uh I had 1 million reasons to be embarrassed and you just gave me another huge one, mm -hmm. which is so true because yeah. like, the first, uh, of course he knew that the first thing that she was going to do was go see Miriam and say, thank you. 
does he not know her at all? I know. I know. <laughs> like, hey, just um, let's walk in together because yes. we're writing partners together. I will meet you at your apartment and we will get there together. <laughs> well, the but they, oh, that was the crazy part because they're staying in the same apartment. Right. <laughs> right. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. <laughs> I was, uh, the whole thing, it was just like, what? What is going on? I don't, uh, bleh, it's stupid. <laughs> but so now they're having this fight. And it's out, it's out there. And Julia's like, how, you know, how could you do that to me? And like, all I needed was some extra time. And of course I'm going to come around. And like, he's coming back at her was like, listen, you know, this hasn't been easy for me either. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's, he's talking around something and she calls him on it. She goes, I'm not made of glass. You got to tell me these things. Yeah. And so he goes, okay, well, the gossip is that you had a mental breakdown because of bombshell and that we're through. Yeah. And she goes, okay. And then she walks away to kind of think it through. But well, it, and he says, oh, oh yeah. because you couldn't hack it. Because you couldn't hack it was the reason. And yeah. then he says, uh, and then they're they're like, you know, they're saying he should get a new seat, a new partner. That yeah. and that people He's are like, I don't want a new partner. I want the one I had. Right. I just need her to come out of this. <laughs> It was so good. It was such a yeah. good, like, and it was finally like, Tom, this is the conversation you should have had in a safe place. Yeah, not at a gala. They always choose always. the wrong place. Last I mean, episode, uh... it was the freaking party. <laughs> this time it's another party, only bigger. Only like much more important. And they're yes. surrounded by all of their colleagues yes. and contemporaries. Yes. I guess that's drama. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now we're going to skip to the apartment in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Yes. Ebony. <clears throat> you know what I'm going to say, right? About this know. apartment. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. It's it's dirty and disgusting and right. probably filled with rats. It's and rent. Right? It's enormous. And yes. there is no way they could no. afford it. No. Yeah. Well, I and I had that same meltdown about <laughs> Derek's apartment. Yes. Because I'm like, if Eileen can barely afford, like she couldn't afford to live in Manhattan right. herself. How was she affording to pay for what Derek's living in? Well, I wonder though, if uh, he has like the family money, but well, he's also I, be like, he's not just bombshell. He's had, he's a famed producer has never stopped working. So that's I know, kind of but my understanding was that the 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 show was paying for his place. Right. Oh, I and, didn't think it was that show though. I thought it was My Fair Lady. I mean, well, no, way, because he, he, he ended up anymore. well, right. Because, because he's not doing my fair lady, he chose bombshell. Right. right? So he would have been kicked out of that apartment if it was only my fair lady. And so I was just like, how is Eileen affording this huge, like yeah. palatial apartment for him yeah. when, when she had to go for a cheaper place in a different <laughs> neighborhood? Maybe that's how. <laughs> Maybe. 
but ugh. but yeah the yeah, same so with the boys I, know, I was like situations. this would have worked in the early 90s where yes mm-hmm. if you were in brooklyn yeah. you could have got Especially that huge apartment because it's off yes. the g like nobody right. lives off the g it's no. completely inconvenient but in 2012 right. that's not a thing no because greenpoint is now like the astoria yeah that astoria was 10 years ago or 20 yeah. years ago like it's up and coming it's kind of trendy it's cool yeah Nobody cares that you have to take a transfer to the G train to get there. <laughs> yeah. Fucking G train. Seriously. Somebody said once it was like uh, a glorified underground trolley. And I was like, that's <laughs> it's right. True. It's so short. You have like to run to get to the right. freaking door because and it's you, so short. It's so short. But you also like it feels weird because like to get there from the queue, you have to like go underground and mm-hmm. walk like half a block. Yeah, <laughs> to get there in the first place. It's just weird. It is weird. Yeah. And I had friends that I had two sets of friends that lived in Greenpoint specifically. Mm-hmm. And I would visit them and be like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like- <laughs> yeah, I could, But because I also felt like I could just walk there. Like I should just get off at Queensboro and right. walk. I'll just walk the rest of the way. Yeah, because it's really not that for maybe half a mile. You're right, taking that's the true. train for half a mile. <laughs> that's true. Anywho, but yeah, it, so, so the yeah. so yeah, they're in this apartment in Greenpoint. It's this gorgeous, like all brick, like loft, Huge. like a warehouse style apartment. It's enormous. It's two stories basically. It's a yeah. huge. It's huge, and they've got so many people inside this apartment, like yeah. dozens of people. Yeah, for this party, and Karen, <laughs> Karen and her dancer friends show up with this plan in mind right do you want to talk about the plan or shall I yeah I'll talk about the plan okay um so (laughs) it was can you remind me all the dancer names like I know Krista Rodriguez is and Jessica I can't remember Krista's name I don't think I ever met it's um uh like I don't think we were introduced she might have yeah the name has been said but I don't feel like it was like a like it's well, not said over and over. It's like Bobby and Jessica, where you're like, what is right. the, what are their names? And then you don't find out until the end of season one. <laughs> uh, Anna. Oh, okay. Her I name is Anna. <laughs> yes. It ju- okay. I just remembered. I was like, wait, it starts for an A. Yeah, it's Anna. Nice. Um, so they come into, they come to the party and um, basically what the plan I'm going to just say what happens because yeah. I don't know that we know that that's the plan when they first get there. We know there is a plan. I think we don't know what the plan is. I think it's safe to say that because Anna and Jessica were at the piano ready to go. Yeah, when- yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, we, we, I'm just saying we're not told oh, well, well, what the plan is. No, we, we know there just, is yeah. a plan. We just, yeah, we have to gotcha. just deduce what yeah. it, what it, so, um, so they come in and like, we all know Karen has a thing for um, Jeremy Jordan's character. Right. And so she comes in and um, she's looking at him and the girls are trying to like, get her to go over and talk to him. And um, oh, what's the chorus boy's name again? Bobby, Bobby, Bobby looks at Andy. Right. And yeah. he's like, Oh, I'm going over there. And he does, he makes a beeline immediately. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, finally, Karen gets the, the courage to go over to um, to Jeremy Jordan and 
they start talking and she's a she's real cornball yeah uh and um and then she they're sitting on the couch drinking beer still being cornball and then she says um you know that she uh then she starts suggesting like singing and he's like you know well how would I know like that you wanted to sing and then she's (sighs) super cornball super extra cornball <laughs> so dumb and start saying like what she would do to sort of show that she'd want to be singing and then when she stands up and like she does like the corny arm stretch or whatever i'm not going to go into all that she does because it's <laughs> really dumb it's dumb <laughs> uh krista rodriguez anna sees it and she starts playing um the notes for the song caught in the storm yeah and then and then that Karen she's Hink- not supposed to have like that this she's was not the supposed one, to have right, Andy. She, it's just yes. like Pamela's told us because you, you said it before. Andy yeah. gave her the uh, song. Character name is Kyle, by the way. Kyle, <laughs> What's Jeremy's it. name? Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy and Kyle. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you get to write um, it down. <laughs> goodness. And so. So she starts singing it. Like Pamela said, he's not, she's not supposed to have the music and uh, Kyle gets really pissed off. I'm sorry. Jimmy gets really pissed off. And um, when Kyle walks in with beer, he's just come back uh, from getting beer with Bobby and, um, and he's watching her sing it. And you can tell on his face, he's like super excited, but then Jimmy gets pissed off. Everyone's loving it. I mean, loving it. The party are absolutely loving it. Yeah. I mean, everyone's faces, they're just very uh, enamored with this song. Jimmy gets pissed off, walks over to Kyle and calls him a terrible name and then walks out and everybody is shook. Yeah. Because they don't understand why he's reacting like that. It's a great song. And up to this point, Jimmy's reactions have been over the top and yeah. we don't have any context for it yet. We don't understand we don't, why. Yeah, exactly. He's just, we, like we said earlier, he's just being a dick. Yeah. So um, he is confronted. The, just going to oh, say, yeah. Caught in the Storm is written by Pasek and Paul. So this okay. is very much a sort of. Well, the start of, of it sounded were... like waving through a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's written by Pasek and Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a beautiful song. It's a really, yeah. it's a really captivating number. Um, Jimmy ups and leaves, calling him a son, son of a bee on the way out. Kyle then goes and confronts him outside, and Karen is right there behind him. Yeah, saying, "I'm so sorry. I didn't know that you were going to react like that. I, yeah. I didn't know it was going to make you so mad." And Jimmy's like, "Screw you, you princess. This isn't about you." And like, Ugh. just <laughs> we're, you know, just emoting all over her. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, I don't remember how that scene ended. Like, it was just weird because then her friends show up. Yeah. She's like, just get out of here. You, you, right. You're not invited That's to the party anymore. Like, get out of here. And so they're like, fine, we will. And, and they, they leave. <laughs> and they <laughs> leave. And then Kyle, like, is pissed with them. Yeah. You know, and then the next oh, day. That's right some of what it was said too and this is i think important to the partnership between kyle and jimmy kyle is like wait a minute dude like we write we're writing this together and jimmy is like oh really you watching me write all of these songs is yeah. us writing together and like that was like a huge like Ooh. right and he's like i'm writing the book you a-hole right so now they're mad and karen's mad and jimmy's mad and the friends are mad and they get on the subway to go home Meanwhile, back at the gala. <laughs> well, I was going to 
going to say the yeah. next day to just wrap up their story because they don't sure. really tie into the That's American true. Theater Wing they're again. Done now. Yeah. Um. So the next day they're at their job and Kyle says to Jimmy, he's like, listen, I nobody likes you. Mm-hmm. You're terrible. Like I'm the I got you. I helped you get this job. I helped you get the apartment like I. I'm the only reason you have anything. Could you just do this since they were children, since they were children. And he says like, if, why can't you, I've done so much for you. Why can't you do this one thing for me? Yeah. When I've done so much, I've given so much to this friendship and you can't just do this one thing for me. You know how important it is to me. And then Jimmy thinks about it. Like you can see, he's thinking Kyle walks away and you sort of know He's okay. going to try because yeah. he does understand that this is the only person who like yeah. really loves him and, and really tries. Yes. <laughs> Which is, I mean, ugh, the, he does like say, oh, I just, I overreacted, but that girl is so full of herself. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle calls him a selfish prick though, too, which yes. I think is also what kind of gets his attention is like, whoa, okay. All right, fine. He, and I actually wrote this maybe in the next episode uh jimmy is a derrick jimmy oh yeah derrick oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. they're they're the exact same personality so to see it all he's kind just of, a younger version right and it's like he's a little less controlled than what derrick's derrick's been able to sort of hone it in this way where yeah. he's still a total dick but like uh he's able to get the work well and get the work done Derek has been a narcissist raised in privilege yes Jimmy is a narcissist raised in nothing but trouble and nothing but you know these he is always in a low spot he does Mm -hmm. he's never had the chance yeah so then he's a narcissist with a chip on his shoulder which is just the best kind (laughs) (laughs) that was sarcastic (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so we get back to the American theater wing Eileen, gorgeous statuesque, wearing this Greek-inspired black gown with these gorgeous green drop earrings. Love it. Walked up to Miriam, said, thank you so much for having us. I'm so excited about tonight. Wait. You don't remember this? No, Eileen's wearing a suit. Was it a suit? Yeah, it's it's Julia that's wearing that gown. Oh, okay. Well, I did get the green earrings right. That's really what spoke to me, I think. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The Greek-inspired gown is Julia's. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So she's wearing a suit. But anyway, Mm -hmm. she walks up to Miriam and says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Miriam is like, "Um, I don't know why you're here. Just like that. Uh, Just the way Pamela did it. Perhaps you should think about leaving and taking your two cohorts with you. And Eileen takes this moment where she's confused and she comes back and she says, Miriam, surely you don't believe that I have been anything but above board in my business dealings. And she said, and Miriam comes back and she said, listen, this, this business is very small. And they can't, we can't afford, the American theater wing cannot afford any sort of scandals, even if it's proven to be incorrect. And like basically says, get your, get your friends and leave. So Eileen rallies the troops and says, we're not going anywhere until they have heard something from Bombshell. Mm-hmm. So they try to call Karen, who's on the G train in the middle of nowhere underneath 10 million miles of tunnel. Yep. <laughs> It mm-hmm. feels like that at least. So she doesn't get the call. It goes straight to voicemail. So they call the next best thing, 
Ivy, who comes in. And but what was she doing before that? Oh God, I forgot about that. Okay, so this is perfect. Oh my gosh, <laughs> there's so much stuff. So Derek, who's basically still sauced after yeah. having that experience with the pink chewed ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he fi- he's like sitting on Ivy's stoop. And Ivy he got comes- fired from all his jobs. Right. He lost his agent. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a he doesn't have a job in the world. No, nobody he can't get arrested at That's this right. point. Or maybe only will get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) So he's occupying Ivy's stoop. Ivy comes home and sees him and she's like, oh, what's this about? And so Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm I'm a monster. Why am I the monster? That kind of drunk Mm -hmm. stupidness. And she's like, I don't know. She comes back. They're having this conversation, but even Ivy isn't convinced it's a real conversation because yeah. he doesn't really talk to people. He talks at them. Okay. And we'll, yeah. we'll hear her say that again, I think in the next episode or maybe the, the fourth episode, but uh, you know, they have this kind of heart to heart where it really she just you, gives him. I, well, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where he's like, I'm not that terrible. And she just looks at him in this way. That's like, but you really are. Yeah. You're actually this terrible. Yeah. And like, and, and women really like me and she's like, "Mm," and she does another eye. Yes. And it's great. And then, you know, she sees he's in a vulnerable spot and he, she says, you're not a monster. And then he tries to kiss her and she's like, "Uh uh-uh, not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I love. And I was like, good for you, girl. Cause Mm -hmm. seriously, not when he's drunk like that. So they're together. We should be never, but like, no, 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 ever. Cause he's gross. Yeah. And like, you've, you've already been in a relationship with him. And even if he changed a 180, a complete 180, you cannot ever start a new relationship with that man again. Shouldn't. There's, there's too much under the, under the bridge, too much baggage. So they're both together. They get the phone calls, Ivy to perform, Derek to just be there. <laughs> no, I don't think he was still invited. He just came because he was there. Uh, because when he walks in, Eileen is like, what are you doing here? And he's oh, like, I she? was with her and he's wasted. Oh, yeah. interesting. I don't remember that. I remember her being like, mm, I guess you'll do. <laughs> I don't know. You because be he right. wasn't invited. He just showed up. <laughs> Such uh, a douche. I know, right? Blech. So they get up there and they, what do they sing? What does she sing? Yeah. They just keep moving the line. Keep, okay. I didn't write the title yeah. down and I couldn't remember what it was for a second. Yes. They just keep moving the line and it is spectacular. That's, that's like one of my top three favorite performances of the whole show. Yeah. Is her doing no, that song. I, I know. Cause you've shared that song with me yeah. a lot of times before even starting watching smash. It's a great song and it's yeah. well, it's well written. It's incredibly well performed, but like the, the song is it's important in so many different contexts. Yeah. Especially for women. Yeah. Especially for anybody who's been marginalized in their life. Yeah. It's like, you know, we work and work and work. And what do you do? You just move the line a little further and then we have to work, work, work. And then you move it again. And you're like, how are we ever supposed to succeed? Yeah. If you just keep moving the line. Anyway. (laughs) That That's was a, a great performance. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Eileen and Jerry have this. Uh, Jerry is. I hate him. A boil on the butt of humanity. Uh, a, a not even like a lanced boil that had that, that starts festering. Yeah. And pussing. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Like he's he is the gangrenous butt cheek that used to be a boil. That's right. I agree. That's good. I like we should write that down. That should be a t-shirt. <laughs> Jerry is <laughs> the gangrenous butt cheek that used to be a boil. <laughs> but they Eileen and Jerry, he he slithers her way his way back into her life again and it's basically like how much do you need and she's like i'll have my lawyer draw something up i don't want to owe you anything but deal with the devil right that's exactly what it is but she has no other options at this point she's got to keep the show running even if it has jerry involved and i think let's see oh that's it so tom and julia have a little they have apology muffins Oh, that's right. And he says, it's time to retire the scarves. (laughs) Which I thought, I thought I was like, is this a little, uh, I felt like this was like a little dig at Teresa. Oh, really? And I had a feel, I had feelings about it because she's not the showrunner anymore. And she, she's a, she wears, I mean, the scarves, it was a throwback to her. I, I feel with Julia wearing them all the time because she wears them all the time. That puts a whole new spin on it. I know. So like, I remember the first time watching it where I, I didn't know that the, 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 um, she was no longer the showrunner. But then when I heard, I was like, I feel some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Now I do. I know. <laughs> Which actually is kind of perfect because the very end of that episode, Ivy goes to see Derek at his apartment, brings coffee, mm-hmm. you know, brings something greasy to eat and is trying to kind of like bridge the gap, I think, into friendship, but then realizes that Karen is there to work. Mm-hmm. So she leaves and on her way, as she's waiting for the doors of the elevator to close, she overhears Karen say, what was that about? And Derek responds, nothing important and then the doors close and she goes down and we're listening to broadway here i come yeah on the way down so i'm listen he's saying nothing important it doesn't mean that's about you it just means right. it's the 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 conversation that was about to happen it's not it it's not relevant to what we're going to be doing right now don't worry right. about it it's that kind of thing but to hear not nothing important like yeah. to hear that when you know that it pertains to you can be very damaging. Yeah. And that is the end of episode two. Yes. End of episode two. Thank you for listening to our podcast, theater geeks anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGA and on Facebook at theater geeks anonymous. And if you want to tell us how much you love us, or you have a great story about one of the shows we've talked about, drop us a note at tgabway at gmail.com. Until Until next time, time, geeks. geeks. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.